0: to the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast. Wait a minute, let me do that again. <laughs> Welcome to the Di- Wait, 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 wait. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast. I'm leaving all that in too, man. So yeah, I'm at <laughs> Fat Larry Monkey on Twitter and I'm here with, with my partner, Mr. Run DFF, Justin Rogers. What's going on, my man? Man, I'm flying solo at the house, so I'm pounding beers tonight. Let's get her going. Oh man, yeah. I'm a running backs guy. You He's know, like, I'm a wide receiver dude. You're 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 like a wide receiver guy. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're missing something. Know. What are we missing? You know, <laughs> might be missing someone who likes
1: quarterbacks a bunch. Oh, baby. You're a running back, dude. I'm a wide receiver, dude. And look, sounds like we might have another dude to talk to tonight. Oh,
2: the super flex dude himself, John Holt! <laughs> Quarterbacks to the extreme here tonight. Also, I got to shout this out, man. Uh, Justin eating a burrito on the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast. That's like the most meta thing I've ever seen on a podcast. I love it. <laughs>
0: He's, che- he's he's all alone right now. I mean, I think he just wants to get this pot over with. So before the strippers r- arrive, you know they're coming uh, late, man. They're coming late. <laughs> they're
1: coming I'm late. a night out. It's cool.
0: So yeah, man, we got the Superflex dude. He does a lot of stuff, man. He hosts uh, the Superflex show and and Superflex City DLF writer.
2: So man, tell us about the Superflex yeah. Army, baby. Man, it is yeah. Superflex City was kind of that's that's where the army kind of gathered and got into formation and you know at this point I mean everybody plays superflex but uh you know there's there's just not enough to me there's not enough high level thinking out there about it and we kind of consolidated it all into one place in Superflex City now we've got you know the yeah. superflex super show we've got super flexible we've got the superflex birds. and then we just kind of create we've got snake in the draft which is superflex focused we're just kind of create a new podcast at, like every every week or so we'll just just create a whole new one name it and everything and just an even flow of superflex yeah strategy and philosophy
0: superflex is the only way to go when we're talking about dynasty it's just a given that it's superflex because there's no reason to talk about one qb because that's not who we are right yeah
1: I, i'm out on one qb my i still have one one qb left and it's the first first one i joined and i almost feel bad leaving it so i'm, I'm just trucking along with it but I don't care about one QB. We like quarterbacks too.
0: Who's your cup of tea? Does it matter? Are you just looking at just value? You're not looking at, at the, the the helmets or the faces or the numbers or anything.
1: I don't know if that's true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 there's one guy in particular who uh <laughs> I've definitely this is just to
1: prove that, that John is not an ageist. <laughs>
2: yes. <own. laughs> uh, yes, that's absolutely true. Although Aaron Rodgers it defies age and he always will. So I might still be an ageist. It's just Aaron Rodgers just breaks the mold. No, he's he's been my guy. I mean, you know, now we're looking at five, six, seven times. Inside the top two fantasy quarterbacks for Aaron Rodgers, he's going to finish it. He finished this year as a quarterback two, just missed quarterback one overall, which he's done four times. Um, three times as a quarterback two overall. So, I mean, just that level of high level consistency throughout his career. I'm just mesmerized by it, man. I, I really try not to play favorites for the most part at quarterback because you know, that's where you kind of fall into some traps value-wise, but Aaron Rodgers is just something else. I don't know. It, it kind of helped solidify it a little bit for me. The fact that so many people wanted to give up on him after 2019, you know, and you know, new, new system, new head coach, the first round quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. Yeah. And it was just so, yeah. And then, I mean, don't give him any weapons like God forbid, but it was just so easy to bail on him to, to just chalk it up to he's old, he's washed up. And I just felt like that's that's way too lazy, man. I am I watch him play and I don't see anything different other than the result itself.
0: So how long is he going to do you anticipate him sustaining this
2: level? Yeah. Um, you know, I more weapons around him, wouldn't you think? I, man, I would hope so. <laughs> and I kind of think that you know, there's already a lot being made of of you know his post game interview after the NFC Championship when he says, you know, my future's uncertain as well. And I like I kind of think that's just him. That's just kind of a shot across a bow, saying, yeah, like this year, instead of wasting that first round pick on a quarterback who's not ever going to see the field, how about you get me somebody who can actually help us get? past this NFC Championship game and get back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, to answer the question, I, I I think three three more years is absolutely doable and five is within the range of outcomes.
1: So do you feel confident that they're going to do something to help him this year? Grab another receiver, uh, a t- an early tight end that's a receiving threat, something like that? Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> i mean we, to, we all felt confident we all felt really confident that that's what they're gonna do last year and then yeah you know we all know how that ended up with a first round quarterback and then a third round blocking tight end and I I mean, okay sure that sounds like a good idea guys
2: yeah seriously I know that was it was so frustrating. But part of the problem is it's never been the M.O. of that front office to you know to go after those offensive skill positions early. Although I mean AJ Dillon, I guess was a second round, so maybe
0: yeah, the third round tight end uh, could have got some immediate uh, help with that pick. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand the the depth at running back, and you know if you like that guy there, then take him. Sure, fine. But you know the they traded up to get Love too, didn't they?
1: They did. Mm-hmm. They traded up a few spots. And it's like, what was, I mean, I think it was like three spots or something. It yeah. wasn't even like they traded from like the 203 to get back into the first round to get a fifth year or anything. Right. Yeah, it was the strangest thing. You know, like I, that, I understand. When you trade back from the second round into the first round to grab that late
0: first round quarterback so you can get that extra year of control, I understand that. But you're already there. I I don't know. Well, he scared everybody with his uh, post-game comments, and then he kind of walked it back the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be on the Packers next year. Oh, you know, he's just going to get added to this giant pool of quarterbacks that are – there's this massive shift in – all the quarterbacks that are going to be playing for a different team next season. And I don't know. How do you feel about this?
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think there's going to be some, I mean, we know that Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford are probably on the move, you know, and we know that there are a handful of teams who are, there's kind of a lot of teams that are pretty unsettled at quarterback. We went into the season feeling like every single team is set to a point where Cam Newton barely was able to find a job, and he had to just kind of sit around and wait until the Patriots were willing to cough up minimum wage, basically, because there was just nowhere else for him to go. Everyone else was settled, and now right. half the league looks like they're they could really kind of use some quarterback help. So I don't think it's going to be as much movement as people think. But I think it's going to be a, a still a pretty significant shake up, relatively speaking. What are you getting for Cam right now? <laughs> 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 Rock the Ritz crackers. I mean, come on, Larry. we <laughs> can oh, talk man. about
0: better
1: things than third Cam round Newton. pick.
2: Third <laughs> thing's worth a third. Some New England clam chowder. I don't That's
1: know good. about the SFD here, but I ain't giving the third. Uh, you ain't yeah. giving
2: the third for Cam Newton. No, he's toast i i think yeah anywhere from a from a late second to a third is probably where i would do i mean in and, and part of it is i don't feel great about my abilities i mean we always talk about hit rates with those rookie picks right right but the the reason that there's like a a rate a percentage for us to go off of is because there are guys like me missing all the freaking time <laughs> so the the you know kind of dragging that average down and and I mean I would just rather take a shot that the Cam finds a starting job somewhere even if it's back in it might be back in New England. I'll pray for you tonight, John. I appreciate it. I could use it, man.
0: <laughs> but we don't even know where everyone's going to be. But there's some yeah. guys that are going to be stuck. But I think we've got we've got an idea that there's going to be some dominoes that fall. You know, yeah, Stafford right. moves
1: and someone has to move into the Lions spot. If what happens with Drew Locke, do the Broncos go somewhere with that? Do the, the Falcons go somewhere with the Matt Ryan thing? Or do they draft a quarterback early? Do the Dolphins move to it for Watson? You know, oh. I mean it's, it's interesting. Does Watson end up on the Jets? His number I mean, one choice.
0: Or does Jared Goff uh, lose his job to what, John Walford?
1: John Walter, that was the talk of the town today.
0: Okay. So oh, in one of our chats today, we're in the Dynasty Trades HQ Patreon, and there was a heated debate, not heated, but just, you know, yeah, I, thought, I thought it was comical just because we were talking about Jared Goff. I think I've become a Jared Goff truther. <laughs> <somehow>. <laughs> I don't even know how that you happened. Explain, but... You want to explain? Because I kind of just had one eye on this, yeah, uh, on this, I'm this working.
1: You know, I've got this big job, and I'm trying to focus on work, and people are disparaging Jared Goff to the point where they're talking about he's worth a late second or third-round pick in Superflex. In Superflex? Wow. I'm done with you guys. I'm going to own him in every league I'm in if he's worth a second-round pick. Yeah,
2: that's nuts. Just kind of right off the top, let's just make this nice and easy. Any quarterback who's a starting quarterback in the NFL is worth a first-round pick in Superflex. I agree. Even if it's, you know, a guy that I, I'm trying to think of a good example of a guy that we know for sure is going to start next year, but it, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah Which, it? I don't know. It, yeah. Or, you know, let's, let's just say hypothetically that we knew Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be back in San Francisco for one more year. That's still a, a late first round pick to me. I don't know how you're going to replace him with it, with a second or third round pick. In your rookie draft, I don't know how you're going to do it.
1: You're not. You're yeah, you're uh, absolutely not. So,
0: so the conversation started. What is golf? Some, um, someone just posted, What is golf worth in a 12, 12 team super flex in picks? And uh, right away, boom, kaboom, comes in 3 6. He sucks. 3 6. <laughs> but anyway, um, so <sighs> Scott Connor chimed in. He's a little bit better than that, but still not that great. He, he thought the 2 8, 2 12 ish. Uh oh, Scott. Which is just, <laughs> just gotta be and, and Shane was on that same thing.
1: Like, I'm I don't I don't want anything to do with him. If I can get golf for any second rounder, I'm in so he's starting for the Rams next year. I don't care what anybody says, he's starting for the Rams. Yep. Even if somehow they move him after 2021, he's a starter somewhere. He's a Derek Carr, and nobody's talking about Derek Carr losing his job. He's at least as good as Derek Carr. And to me, that's worth something.
2: And I mean, he hasn't been spectacular, but he's very consistent. He's, you know, it looks like this year he finished quarterback 13 in points per game, quarterback 15 in total scoring. Again, it's not great, but it's, that's, that's all we really need. If we know we're going to get that every single year from anyone, we're, we're really kind of fine. I mean, whoever has Josh Allen going nuts at the end of the season is obviously in a great situation, but that's such a moving target. The the analytics guys love to talk about value over replacement. Well, Jared Goff is the poster boy of that. He is your argument saying that quarterback 12 doesn't score that much less than quarterback one, quarterback two, quarterback one is usually an outlier. But if you want to make that argument, I mean, you've got to point at Jared Goff and say, look, this is what quarterback twelve is. He's always quarterback twelve. He's always in that range, right. and he's doing this every single week. He's you know right around there somewhere. You don't have to pay for Kyler Murray. You don't have to pay up for Kyler Murray at his ADP because you can just get Jared Goff and get very similar production. That's the argument that they want to make. Well, let's make it. <laughs> let's just well, let's frame look- it. You got to remember draft picks are shiny.
0: And I I understand where Scott's coming from when he says the 2-8. That's in the 12-team league. That's the 20th overall pick. That's what a lot of people are talking about. That's that's that tier break where it goes from like money players to the second Yeah, but even think about
1: last year. Like that was like the LaVisca Chenault-Brian Edwards range. Like, I mean, the hit rate's still not great for those players. You're getting production and you're getting not – I mean, you're not looking at Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen production, but – okay so first of all in most scenarios jared gonna be my qb3 as far as scoring goes in my rosters he's going to be yeah. my qb3 somewhere around there i'm ecstatic to have that kind of player as a qb3 a 26 year old quarterback in a system with a locked in huge contract so he can't be moved what's the risk there if you can buy him for the 201 what is the risk any second rounder so the 201 are up whatever i'm with john like I'm giving up the
2: 107, 106. No, I mean, no, you know, not for 107.
1: The 107
0: for Jared Goff.
2: Yikes. Who's getting there? I'm probably in the neighborhood of 103, to be honest. So part yeah. of the problem is, That's you know, it, it is, it, it is. And people, people hate that. I mean, just, I'll try and top for exactly 30 seconds on this, so you can hit that little skip button and just get <laughs> right over this. But. I mean, the, the, the bottom line is to me, like what you're really trying to do with that rookie pick is to replace Jared Goff. It's not even necessarily for, you know, running back wide receiver depth, because I mean, you really kind of need to maintain that quarterback head count. So you're looking at quarterback. So, I mean, at one Oh three, honestly, even at one Oh two, but just for the sake of keeping people's attention, a little beginning, maybe a little bit of buy-in on this, I'll say one Oh three, just But even then, I mean, who do you want? Jared Goff or Trey Lance? Who do you want? Jared Goff or Zach Wilson? Without knowing, by the way, where those guys are going to be playing, what their opportunity is going to look like.
1: That's the scary thing is people will say, oh, I want Trey Lance or I want Zach Wilson. Okay, but you don't even know if these guys are legit starters. Yeah. like We have no idea if Zach Wilson is actually going to be good or if he's going to be the next you know, uh, Ryan Leaf. You could say as much as you want about Jared Goff not being good. He may not be the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's productive. I mean, he literally is productive. Solid.
2: Yeah. That's all we really need. He's durable.
1: The last thing you want is to be starting your eighth flex instead of a super flex. That's Mm -hmm. all. When you start to think about value and you think about, oh, well, I got Rashad Bateman at the 107, (laughs) <laughs> or i have jared goff Who, which one do you want to start in your super flex spot
0: it's a silly conversation okay so we just talked about jared goff over the one three and you know possibly the the one two pivot away from from jared goff and let's talk about those draft picks if you have the one one the one two and the one three mm-hmm. are you going quarterback 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 is the super flex dude <laughs> taking quarterback running back quarterback wide receiver quarterback quarterback Wait, what? What's How you you working those first three picks?
2: I mean, I think at one-on-one, you have to go Trevor. I kind of don't see a way around it, even though my overall answer is it's roster dependent. And for me, I use that quarterback extreme strategy. I've probably got a minimum of five starting NFL quarterbacks already on my roster. So I don't really have a need. I mean, I guess the lazy answer would be to just trade back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, honestly, what I'm really doing and assuming that I'm not going to be able to trade back again I think you have to take Lawrence I think that that just kind of the value is just too great there he's already first round type of value Mm -hmm. in startups so but beyond that I'm going running back but that's only because I spent the startup last year focusing on quarterback getting that head count up making sure that I'm set to where I'm going to have a quarterback at the super flex position at all times, regardless of bye weeks regardless of injuries, et cetera. You know, my running back suffered as a result. I was fine in 2020. I still found, you know, Wayne Gallman and, you know, James Robinson and Gio Bernard and stuff like that. Like I ended up with those guys and did just fine. But now is the opportunity to detail that roster with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne and, you know, wherever those guys land, Kenneth Gainwell, I think could be a great one in the right situation. Once we know where these running backs land and what the situations are going to look like, now's the time for me to finish off this roster with uh with those absolute stud running backs.
0: Nice. So you're, you're running back over wide receiver.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, I hate drafting rookie wide receivers and I get <laughs> <laughs> it, it ju- they just take too long and right. and their value usually takes a hit while you're waiting on them
1: i'm there with you on that yeah yeah for wide receivers and draft running backs this is how i has how i treat rookies
2: look at dk metcalf i mean you know somebody took him in the first round of ro- the rookie draft didn't get a whole lot out of him when he was a rookie probably traded him away for another first round pick and now he looks like one of the top two or three wide receivers in dynasty so he was just a little bit of a trap and they all do that so is there any other
0: rookie quarterback that floats your boat outside of trevor lawrence or is it too early Um, to tell
2: yeah i i mean i'm very intrigued by trey lance i really like the talent with zach wilson but it really is going to depend on where do these guys end up who's their bridge Mm -hmm. like jordan love was a guy who i was i was pretty intrigued by last year as well and then and Jalen Hurts as well. Actually, I I liked both of those guys a lot. And then to see Jordan Love go to where he's going to have to sit behind the goat for however long Aaron Rodgers wants to play. And then Jalen Hurts, it felt like he was going to be stuck even longer. Yeah, I,
1: I thought that the Packers could move on after twenty twenty one. Like I thought yeah. that that was a feasible thing that they might be planning to do. You know, okay, 38 year old quarterback, and they've got a first round draft pick. Contract situation's not bad. All right, let's move on. Yeah. I thought Hurts was just a, a dead body, you know, floating <laughs> know. down the river. Clearly Hurts has an opportunity. You know, the Eagles are bipolar from day to day. One day <laughs> they love Lance. One day they, they're ready to bury him and move on to the next. Right. Yep. But, Apparently
0: they just hired a quarterback coach that is like his uncle or something. Or right? It's like <laughs> – <yeah. laughs> You get all, like
1: you know, Hertz is one of his offspring or something. I mean, we've <laughs> yeah. known him since he was, you know, in diapers or whatever.
0: How many QBs do you like to own in a 12-team, in a let's say, you know, 25-man roster, 5-taxi?
2: My absolute minimum is 4. That like allows some- me to, if I can maintain that headcount, I can keep a quarterback – at Superflex at all times, even if somebody gets hurt, even if I have two guys with uh, with the same bye week, you know, I'll still be able to keep that quarterback at, at Superflex, which we always talk about. We're always looking for cheat codes. Well, <laughs> quarterback is the cheat code, like it, you know, it's it's 30 40 point upside every single week. And if you've got four of them, you can also kind of stream them within your roster. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you're maximizing your scoring. So to me, four is, is the minimum just to be able to kind of tread water. Uh, the fifth <laughs> one, <laughs> The fifth one gets me into the trading market. Five, I can trade away one of them, still feel comfortable, even though I'm not getting a quarterback in return.
1: What is your uh, ideal league size? you like 12, 14, 16. What do you prefer?
2: I kind of prefer 12. That's the easy and...
1: Does that make um, it easier for you to go QB Extreme? Is that part of the yeah. reason?
2: <laughs>
0: that, that is part I of it. I can't hold a
2: quarterback to the 16-teamer.
0: <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> yeah. makes, it a little, makes it a little easier to have five, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. I, back to Jared Goff. I mean, I'm in the 16-team Goats versus Pros League. I made it to the championship, but... My only quarterbacks were Jared Goff and Phillip Rivers. I could just, I just could not get anybody else. I couldn't shake anybody loose.
1: I'm in the Dynasty Trades HQ League and I got the 101 from another trade. I was the 103, so it's not like I had a great team, (laughs) but I built the team around Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. So now I have a ton of picks and i've got the 101 and i'm thinking yeah, i mean man, you haven't built yet it's just those well, two guys okay, and nobody else i, I have <laughs> it's two quarterbacks it's two <laughs> quarterbacks and a lot a lot a lot of picks nine of the first two rounds this year and eight next year it's but here i am with the 101 103 106 and 110, something like that mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm obligated to take trevor lawrence Instead yep. of trade back just so I have three quarterbacks, but then at the same time, like, man, I could use some position players. I don't know how to feel yeah. about it in a sixteen team league where just fielding a roster is hard enough. Much less right. I'm in that conundrum right now where you know a 12 teamer, it's an easy decision. Just take Trevor Lawrence and figure out the rest.
2: Yeah, because you fertile but I mean the thing that I noticed in that goats versus pros is I mean, I was still getting wide receivers and running backs off of waivers. You well
1: when you weren't in the you weren't in the trades HQ League because we have 40 we have 40 total roster spots. It's oh. 30, 30 man rosters with or 45 is what it is. Oh, 30 man. man rosters with five man taxis and 10 man HRs or IRs. It gets stupid. There yeah. is literally nothing. Michael Sipes, he spent 900 and something dollars on Darren Waller last year prior to his breakout. I don't think anybody really
0: ridiculed him. We're like, yeah, okay, no, sure. No, we it. got it. Put five hundred bucks down on PJ Walker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what else are you gonna spend it on in that? Like, There's nothing
1: have, there. If, you if you it has,
0: do you have a criteria? When it comes to how many quarterbacks you would like based on league size, is it the 16 team team? Are you like because you're you're most likely not going to grab five QBs in a 16 team, or maybe maybe you would since you're the super flex?
2: <laughs> like I said, I wasn't able to do it. I mean, that that was an auction. I'm kind of starting to find that you know, doing an auction startup is probably the best way to keep me from going QBX. <laughs> it's a lot harder to do it in an auction I ca- kind of regardless of of the league size I feel comfortable if and only hi- if I have four minimum
0: Yeah.
2: so that league where I only had two I mean I never felt comfortable and now I just had Phillip Rivers retire and oh. everybody hates Jared Goff all of a sudden so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. man <laughs> like a trade value there yeah Justin Not- where
2: you at
0: on QBs how many do you like to have
1: Oh, four four men. So yeah. you know, like DDCL last year, the start up there. I had Murray, Goff, Garoppolo, and Haskins, and I didn't. And now I'm like, oh crap, I only have three. So it's got me nervous because I do feel comfortable that Garoppolo is going to be this year. going to be there next year.
0: I have so much Haskins. I'm just like, man, he, he was an easy. He was an easy get. I keep as your QB three. I'm not
1: the extreme because I do like young wide receivers. So I like to grab the A.J. Browns and, yeah. and it was Juju. And I pr- appreciate the wide receiver position more than most. Mm-hmm. And so that was an issue for me. Justin, but, do you
2: load up on depth at wide receiver or is it just – you just want to be
1: – I'd rather load up on depth at running back okay, and get studs at wide receiver. Because yeah. wide receiver on the back end, and Scott Connor will say it all, all over and over and over again, that wide receiver four or five range, it's all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree that that the top end is interchangeable. I still right. want a wide receiver one or two. You know, I still want difference makers, the guys that are gonna score 13, 16 points a game. Those are not interchangeable. The 10 point a game guys, sure, whatever. I feel like if I can grab and what I did in that league was I grabbed one stud running back, and the stud I grabbed was Jonathan Taylor in the second round. Nice because I just I, I loved him and yeah. I feel good about my team. I'll always draft running backs over wide receivers in rookie drafts Mm -hmm. just because early production is more predictable there with talent and landing spot. So, I, I feel like I'm going to have to probably grab another running back.
0: Are there any QBs on your radar right now that just under the radar for other people that you want to try to get your hands on? In other words, are you looking to add any QB2s or which QB2s should people have their eyes on?
2: Apparently, Jared Goff. Yeah,
0: that's
1: what I was about. <laughs> Literally, I was to say, apparently, Jared Goff. After today, I don't know. Uh,
2: uh, Jameis Winston has been a, a big one. I mean, I, I don't understand the Saints. I don't understand. They took a long look at Taysom Hill and now they're ready to turn over the keys to Jer- to Jameis Winston. I don't know that I'd buy it, but I think that there are actually better opportunities available to Jameis Winston, and I think he's probably going to find one. I don't think um, they can afford it.
1: They've kicked the can down the road so far. They have to eat a year of cap hell yep. because – they can't keep kicking it down the road. Something yeah. today came out like, Oh, they're not gonna rebuild, whatever. Okay, sure, you're not gonna rebuild, but you can't go out spending this offseason.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: when Pittsburgh comes in and offers Jameis ten or twelve mil a year for three years, the Saints can't match that. They can't play
0: that game. Right. Yeah. You no, know, maybe you never know, maybe they'll draft a uh, they'll draft somebody.
2: One of the things that, that you guys had on the loose agenda was, you know, just talking about a landing spot that you would potential Landing spot for a quarterback, and it's a little bit layered for me. But like, I think Matt Ryan makes a lot of sense with the 49ers. Obviously, even better comes out of that for me is open up that Atlanta spot, and Jameis Winston lands there, throwing to you know Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I do
1: not like you right now. (laughs) I'm a a Falcons fan, I do not like you right now. Why does
2: everyone hate Jameis? Like, the the angry
0: sports couple, the angry sports couple don't like
1: Jameis either. I love Jameis for fantasy. I want yes. Jameis to go somewhere and play, but not for my
0: freaking fountain.
2: <laughs> Damn it, John! To, Don't me, do this to me, I mean, to me, like it, it. And it all starts with just kind of the reality that you're probably in for a year to a rebuild. And we've been uh,
1: rebuilding for two years now. What are you
2: talking
1: about? Yeah, <laughs> We're four and twelve this year, or whatever. Uh, come on.
2: If you're in rebuild, anyways. Kind of the way that you get people's attention is by filling the air with footballs <laughs> while, you, <laughs> while you build that defense back up. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that Jameis Winston makes sense. there, just kind of as a, as a ticket seller until they, until they're mm-hmm. ready to bring in a serious quarterback to actually.
1: compete. So, so they sign him to a one-year deal and the next year he goes to play for Carolina and he, he could finishes a card of, of NFC South teams.
2: Carolina could be a good one anyways, oh. honestly. It, it's kind of the same basic principle.
1: Hashtag anybody but Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, uh, like he's a he's a wide receiver killer to me. Yeah, just, just not good. He he's a limited arm strength, limited I know. everything <laughs> limited about him. He's just limited.
2: Yeah, and it was so weird. There were times where it looked like he was putting it together. I mean, he kind of. It seemed like he was starting to pick up that Matt Rule, Joe Brady offense. And other times it was just like, man, like what have you been doing all year?
1: That's what bad quarterbacks do. Drew Locke does that. He has like a one good game that makes you think that way. Daniel Jones does that. He has a game here and there. It's like, oh, yeah, man, look at him. He looks like a, a rock star out there. And then he puts together three sneakers and you're like, oh, well, that's the real guy. Somehow I have a buddy who on Facebook, who is a, a, a real life buddy, but on Facebook, he comments on Bronco stuff. And I've commented a few things a few times. And so now I get all the Broncos feed because, you know, Facebook stalks me.
2: Nice. and <laughs>
1: Constantly. So now I'm just, I, I'm a well-known Drew Lock hater. I, I'm a leader of the fan club for the Drew Lock fan, the Drew Lock hate fan Anti
2: fan club. I'm a lifelong Broncos fan. Uh, last year I was hyping up Drew Locke quite a bit just because mm-hmm. of the situation, but yeah. I am right there with you. He is bad. Awesome. This he, okay. Is
1: so I was adamant last offseason that he was bad, and I took a lot of plaque for it. <laughs> so, and I had a lot of bad calls, but that's not one of them. And I like to rile people up on Facebook anyway. It's my Prefer trolling.
0: Well,
2: maybe the Broncos will get their hands on a nice quarterback.
0: I don't think Lock is going to be their starter next season. I totally think Stafford's going to the Broncos.
2: Yeah, I kind of do too. I I mean they they have to be in on either Watson or Stafford. There's just kind of I don't think they can afford it. it. Uh, they've I mean I know that they've got the cap room, but I mean I it's. Mean, like, commodities so they've got ninth overall and Mm -hmm. then future first and drew lock and i don't know you probably have to (laughs) still throw something else in right
1: like i'm not sure that i'm not sure that drew lock is that enticing after after seeing him play Mm -hmm. i don't know that he's much of a piece it'd be like trading for mason rudolph how great do you feel about that
2: (laughs) i mean yeah like i said i'm right there with you everybody's got a price so to me like the bottom line is you've got it whatever that price is, I think you've got to do it. If you're Denver, you look around that division. I mean, you, you've got to find a way to beat Pat Mahomes twice and Justin Herbert twice. Like that's what gets you into the conversation and it's going to be that that way for the next decade. Plus, if you don't have a guy who's capable of doing it, then you're still rebuilding. I don't care how good the rest of the roster is. If your quarterback can't drag you to a win against those guys, you're still in rebuild mode. Hey, uh, we were talking about, well,
0: we're still talking about it, but (laughs) I have a question about Trevor Lawrence. Who does Trevor Lawrence have to play like in order to maintain his, where his ADP is right now? (laughs) And I I have no idea where his ADP Mm -hmm. is. I'm guessing it's in the first round, right? First round on the turn. Yeah. I'll
1: look that up just to make sure.
2: It's a, it's a little tough to gauge because uh, we don't, have a lot of adp with rookies just yet Um right. so I, I run the the mock drafts for dlf that creates our super flex adp and every now and then i'll just throw in a few mock drafts that include rookie picks and what i've seen is 101 going in the first round so you okay. know, I, I think that you've got a plan on like joe burrow range is where that that's certainly where 101 is going and, you know, when that one-on-one becomes Trevor Lawrence, I think it's probably, if anything, it's going to get a little bit of a bump from there.
1: See, I don't know that he's going to be down in that Joe Burrow range. I think he's, might be, he's going to be in that Herbert range from the get-go, which is a few spots higher.
0: Herbert right now in DLF ADP for January. The QB6. Year. He's the QB6, eighth overall. I would think Trevor Lawrence or Devontae Adams, who's at eleven. Twenty-eight-year-old Devontae,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you, <laughs> Trevor that, Lawrence. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. That come on, <laughs> to talk about a uh, wide receiver over a quarter over a twenty-two-year-old quarterback.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on, right. come on, Larry. I hey, mean, Trevor, if we are talking
2: like if we are <laughs> talking about the early second round, it might be a, a slightly different decision for me. I mean, I ultimately, I still, I still think I'm going Trevor Lawrence. But if I already have my my first quarterback, I would like Devonte Adams is, is wide receiver one for me still. So yeah. it would be a tough decision. We'll say that.
0: So Justin Herbert had a Justin Herbert season and he yeah. is now eighth overall pick. If Trevor Lawrence has a Justin Herbert season, oh, man. he'd be the clear
2: one, two. He's top two. He's top two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. And I, and I don't like making that move. I don't like moving these guys up too early. Uh, I, you know, I, and, and, you know, Carson Wentz being a great example of why we've had him right around the top five for the last few years until it just completely came off the rails here in 2019 or 2020, but I need to see that it's sustainable before I'm going to move him ahead of guys who have been doing it consistently. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be really tough. Justin Herber was setting rookie records, so it's, it's a high bar. If Trevor Lawrence gets there, yeah, I mean, I think that we have to talk about him in the top two or three.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a 22, 23-year-old quarterback who just threw for 44, 4500 yards, 30-something touchdowns mm-hmm. with single interceptions, I mean, it's hard not to. It's a relative thing. So Herbert goes from like QB 20 to QB 6. Well, Trevor Lawrence is going to go from QB 7 or 8 to QB 2 or 3. I mean, that's just the the reality of it. Josh Allen doesn't repeat what he did. Trevor Lawrence could easily be ahead of him next year. He has just a little bit of regression. You know, if Kyler Murray plays like he did in, in the last quarter of the season versus what he did in the first 12 games, that's just the reality that you're going to find Trevor Lawrence bumping even higher. It's hard to foresee what's going to happen. And somebody mentioned today 101 or Lamar Jackson. To me it was Lamar Jackson now. Could I see Trevor Lawrence being more valuable in a year? Sure. Is he more, more valuable right now? Not yet. It's not like it's close you know, out of the realm of possibility by any means.
2: Yeah, I mean it's close right now, so it's right. it wouldn't be a huge jump. It, it wouldn't be nearly as big of a jump as it was for Justin Herbert. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to do what Justin Herbert mm-hmm. did because he's already kind of there. So it's just, I right. mean, confirm for us in any way at all, and you're probably moving up. Yeah, think
1: about what Kyler Murray was prior to and then what he did his rookie season and how he ended up coming into the season. He was a QB, he was a top five QB coming into 2020 simply because of his QB7 finish in 2019. And he started out as a fairly high QB. You don't have to, if you're already there, do as much to, to gain value.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas if you're you know, QB20 20 or 22 coming into the season, you kind of have to do what Herbert did to jump into the top five or six or whatever. I was down on the entire Chargers offense because I didn't think it was possible. I really didn't think that that kind of volume – and efficiency was was possible with that with Herbert. So
0: Justin Herbert has another Justin Herbert season, and we'll be talking <laughs> about
2: him as the one too. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, man, like. I've been feeling like there isn't really a way to knock Pat Mahomes off the throne, but there's there, there are a couple guys all of a sudden who could, with the right type of season, they could. I think they could probably do it. I don't see it happening, John.
1: I don't see it happening.
2: I, I, I kind of yeah. don't either. I mean...
1: In points per game, he was only second to Dak, who played five games. Yep. So Mahomes is still the real deal. I, even if someone comes in and lights the world on fire... I mean, Herbert was great, and he still scored two and a half points less than Mahomes per game. I I turned
0: down uh, Shane Manila in the Dynasty Trades HQ League, offered me Justin Herbert for, he wanted my Lamar Jackson and Irv. Herbert,
1: is he worth more than Lamar Jackson? This was right after the playoff game. So I put out a series of tweets, Mm. and Lamar Jackson lost a lot of these tweets.
0: That recency bias stuff, and
1: that's the thing. Like, and that's what I, tr- I tried to capitalize on the same thing. I tried to buy it, but uh, Josh Allen won 89%. Okay, fine. Watson won 88%. Lamar Jackson barely beat out Russ Wilson 54 46. Herbert won with 76% of the vote on Twitter. Hmm. 76% of the people
0: wanted Herbert over Lamar Jackson. You, I mean, that's why you got a, a Lamar Jackson and Irv Smith four. Well, when they get ball when they get him a, a wide receiver one. In this draft, I think that'll boost his uh, value a little bit. I think Trevor
1: Lawrence won 52 percent. Joe Burrow 50-50 with Lamar Jackson on 240 votes.
0: Let's talk about some trades. I don't know. I, I can't get excited about trades as, as like I normally do. We,
1: Is there a reason you're not <laughs> excited this week, Larry?
0: So, John, we're in the uh, the DDCL Dynasty Diagnostic Champions League. Yeah. Right. That relegation. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a yeah. four. Four copy, 48 teams. So
2: yeah.
0: when I'm trading, if I'm looking for a second round pick, there's 48 second round picks. It's a 1.75 tight end. <laughs> and I want to get rid of Hayden Hurst. And I want to get a second round pick for him. So I'm blasting out all these second round pick for Hayden Hurst. Bam, 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 bam. bam. And I have like a whole, My whole, oh man, you can scroll down. And- <laughs>
1: to be very clear, he's trying to get himself a twenty twenty one second. Right, I was trying to get a
0: 2021 20, second. I was blasting him out because talking about the draft, and we we'd mentioned it earlier, the top 20 picks. Anyway, so I was looking for a top 20 pick. I was looking at two five and and below. I send Stompy a trade offer for what I thought was Hayden Hurst for a 2021 20, second. It's like what the two o four. It would have been the two o five. Two o five. I woke up the next morning and I see trade completed. Stompy. And I'm like, oh, cool. I got my second round pick. And I and I look at it and I look at it do a double take, and I'm like, wait, this is a 2022 second round pick. Uh, so I'm just like, oh man, whatever. So I got the I wasn't that heartbroken, but I was like, oh man, you know, just, Dumbass. <laughs> that's so, pretty much what I was thinking when I saw the trade completed. So, yeah, uh, so I sent so I send Justin a, a DM and I'm like, ah, oh, this what the fuck, man? Look what I did. And then not five minutes later, he <laughs> trades for Hayden Hurst <laughs> and gives up a 21 second.
1: I gave up like the 21, 21,
0: 10, like the 2.10 and 21. He gave up the nope. 210. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that deal for the 210. I was looking yeah, for a 210.
1: So Stompy, but. Got, Stompy basically traded his 2022 20, second for the 210 and 21. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Larry ended up with, I mean, Larry's a contender. Were you in the championship game this year? That's yeah. right, right? Yeah. Championship game this year in his division. Contender. Yeah. He gives up Hayden Hurst in a 1.75 tight end premium for a 2022 20, second. You fat finger and bastard. That
0: was <laughs> my fat finger trade now. You know what? I'm gonna
1: offer the 210
0: for the yeah, Falcons bigger. fan. And so I think
1: honestly, like it, it doesn't matter to me, Falcons or not. The only guy I have true loyalty or bias towards is Julio Jones on the Falcons. I mean, I'm a Julio Jones stan.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, um, so the Hayden Hurts thing was whatever. I just was looking at the productivity, you know, in a 1.75 he's averaging 11, 11 12 points a game.
0: That's worth it for me. You said it's like Antonio Gibson put up a similar amount of points this year, right? Yeah,
1: Antonio Gibson scored two more points than him and what are we paying for Antonio Gibson? The 105, 106. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get something close to similar cuz I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe maybe Gibson's you know, breaks out next year for real, but
0: we mentioned fab. We mentioned fab money earlier and in this particular league, I Dropped 100 percent of my fab on Logan Thomas, hundred
2: bucks. Oh, Logan Thomas, baby. Man, it th- that's probably worth it. Honestly, he's getting.
1: Oh, you know, like well, cool. looking at it. in retrospect, it sure is. You know, he came yeah.
0: strong at the end, and at one point seven five, your tight ends putting up like twenty between twenty and twenty five points. Right, one seven five is a big premium,
2: and so. people are still going to be. Uh, way too low on logan thomas the volume more than anything just kind of to me he's he's coming into
1: his own it seems you know what can't happen next year the passing game can't get worse yeah like alex smith out there awesome for alex smith to play but come on he was not good yeah he was not good so and
2: that's a pretty sneaky landing spot for some of these quarterbacks who are suddenly available right Right. Right. There was actually a trade right before we went on. I don't know if you yep. saw that.
0: Justin. I did. I, I saw mean, and all of Logan Thomas like it's a copy league. So everybody has f- four copies of each player,
1: 48 teams, 12 team divisions. So there is an opportunity to trade for four different copies of this player. So if you wanted a player, you could send out this second round pick for four different options and right. see if anybody bit, that kind of thing.
0: Which is great. And we had A. Tom Mosey on last week, and he really gave us some in-depth thinking. Yeah, how he created the league and what his idea was for it, yeah. It was pretty cool. So anyway, Logan Thomas just went before we started recording and copy of Logan Thomas went for Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Quintez Stiefis.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm on the Logan Thomas side on Me that. too. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I I do like the idea of adding some running back depth. I mean, that's pretty much my whole offseason. To be honest with you, just load <laughs> up on all the running backs I can get because I'm gonna need every single one of them.
0: Jeff Wilson but, just signed ex- like a, a one year
2: final today. Yeah. yeah. He
1: just, so he's gonna be there next year for sure.
2: Yeah. The problem with that is, you know, you really just kind of get, you know, two roster spaces, but it's really one running back with most certain Wilson, because you're never gonna be able to start them both at the same time. It's a pretty inefficient package. So <laughs> that's a good word on top of the fact that I just love Logan Thomas and think that he's, you know, top 5 at the tight end position.
1: Nice. So, so top 5 for for tight end? Yeah. Really, yep. going into his age thirty season, I'm impressed. I
2: mean, yeah. I'm su- su- su-
1: surprised, shocked, whatever.
2: The share of the offense that he's got, the opportunity, the volume they was getting, it just that's hard to find it at the tight end position. Yeah, the guys who who are truly getting volume, like you know, we saw with Jonu Smith. Yeah, you can make a living, get you know, falling in the end zone for you know six weeks straight, but at some point that goes away. Volume actually sticks, and yep. he gets it. Kelsey gets it, Kittle gets it, Mark Andrews kind of gets it, Waller obviously gets right. it. Most of these guys don't, though.
1: There was a discussion the other day that Logan Thomas was tied in 15 to 18, somebody they were Ooh. talking about, where he's being valued.
2: Way they, they too know, low.
1: Out the Tyler Higbees of the world over Logan Thomas.
0: Nope. I do you know what his ADP is for 2021, 20, January. What is it
1: like 9 or 10?
0: If he's the tight end 9. I would probably yeah. move him up a little bit. Yeah. I put him over Tanya easily.
1: I, I, see, I'm not a Tanya believer. I think Tanya was a product of touchdown, which is not a. Yeah. Wrestle, you know, like, you're not going to just get touchdowns every year out of your tight end. As much as John may love Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he throws for 40 something touchdowns again.
2: Oh, he will. <laughs> He'll just be to a different mix of, of players. <laughs> Including that first round wide receiver that they're finally gonna take that's
1: what I was about to say. It's gonna be to you know Rashad Bateman or somebody. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You taking Logan Thomas or Hunter Henry? Logan Thomas.
1: Free agent Hunter Henry. Right? Rest in peace, Hunter Henry. (laughs) Yep.
2: As much as it pains me to do it, I'm still taking Logan Thomas over both Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson.
0: Oh, see, I can't go that far. I still like TJ. I don't I think do I do like that them. because of their age. I'm an ageist. So, I mean, I, I like Logan Thomas too. Mm-hmm. But uh, those guys are 23.
2: Oh Yeah. They're and, already and a lot of passes. Supremely talented first-round picks. They've got the draft pedigree. But, man, they, they just don't get the volume that he got.
1: Hawk had 100, 101 targets this year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know that he doesn't get the volume. Noah Fant is kind of in that struggle bus of of a whole bunch of – Fighting for targets with other people, but Hawkinson, um, Logan Thomas had 110 and Hawk had 101. Yeah. So
0: we're also talking about three tight ends that could have a brand new quarterback next season.
1: Man, we can all hope for someone in Denver to have. I'm a Jerry Judy stand. I, can someone else throw him the ball? I and know. maybe, maybe he'll learn to catch from them. I don't know. Maybe it's like a <laughs> jinx. <thing.
2: laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Stone hands and a bad quarterback is a bad com- is a bad combination.
2: Bad combo. That's what we were saying about uh, Noah Fant after his rookie year too, though. So, dude, if you have to trade the
1: 1-9 and lock for Stafford, you've come out ahead. Yeah. You've, you're you're getting a five-year starter, six-year starter out of out of Stafford. Yep. I Don't understand these guys, but no. that's kind of a hot know, take. Whatever.
0: Five, 6 years out of it's Stafford.
1: He's 32, about to be 33 years old. What is he going to play? Do he's thirty five and retire?
0: His body is like he's not like. Okay, so this is the thing, Larry. Yeah, bro, he broke missed- his back last season. He yes, he missed eight games. Then he played sixteen this year. <laughs> what do we? Are
1: we feeling bad about him because he played sixteen games this year after missing eight last year? All right, he's, he played every. He's played every game for nine out of the last ten well, seasons. Then
0: why aren't? How come there's no teams interested in trading for him then?
1: I don't think there's no teams. I think there's not as much, as many teams as they were hoping. <laughs> so, it only takes two to drive a market. You probably, takes
0: probably have seen the record pace of throwing picks. <laughs> he's thrown a few it's picks. Already like three. Three. You know, he's already like top three. He's already top five
1: all time. Yeah, but Larry, that just means it's why receivers can't tackle.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked a little bit of shit about you know, the way the Lions went about this in our DMs, but this also easily could just be a product of let the Deshaun Watson domino fall first. And then everybody else is all of a sudden going to just be flocking to Matthew Stafford.
1: You can't tell me that, like, I listed a number of teams. The Patriots, the Washington football team, Panthers, the Broncos. There's like seven or eight teams that would jump at the opportunity to to grab a 33-year-old quarterback that has the credentials and – and pedigree that Stafford does.
0: Yeah. It's yeah,
1: he, just it literally it's just a matter of waiting till the Deshaun Watson domino falls. So
0: how comfortable would you be if you had Stafford and Goff on your, uh, your roster when those are your two
2: starters? I'd be fine with those two. I wouldn't be okay with my head count, but <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> I any mean, more than only, that. But
1: yeah, if those are my only two, I'm I'm freaking panicking. But if I'm starting those two and I've got a bunch of others, you know, i got, I got a Baker Mayfield and, you know, a Tua on there, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, I reckon.
0: You reckon? <laughs> yeah, baby, Mississippi. He reckons to wrap it up, baby. Here we go. The Superflex, dude. Where can we find you, man? Uh, you know, you're the Superflex city guy. What some yeah. shit.
2: The mayor of Superflex City. At least, I mean, I just just found a power vacuum and swept into power uh, over Superflex oh. City. But yeah, at Superflex Dude on Twitter, at Superflex City, at Superflex Show, the host of the Superflex Super Show. Check out the Super Show if you aren't already. But also, you know, get on Superflex City because we have so much more content, and it's. All super flex focused.
1: We'll probably be making an appearance sometime soon. Oh,
2: Holy hell yeah. Maybe we love super flex. We love talking super flex. I'm gonna make sure I'm there. I'm gonna talk with you guys again. this was awesome, and I appreciate it, guys.
1: Alright, all right, all right. Let's go! Justin, help us out. Do it, do it, do it, you do it, do it, do it. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.
2: Bye.